Wall Street says Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen. Yet some traders aren't believing it right now. We saw the Dow, Jones Industrial Average, up and down all day today, only to close flat. And as the saying goes, as January goes, so goes the year. I'd like to welcome everyone to Buy, Hold, Sell. I'm your trader, Todd Schoenberger, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Tobin Smith, out in sunny and hot Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh, yeah, and, we have a very, <laughs> and we have a very special guest with us. It's Jeffrey Hirsch from the Stock Traders Almanac. And I got to say, Jeff, when we had, were on the show before, we talked about a wager, and we're going to get into that a little bit, just a little bit of a tease for our listeners right now. But I got to say, because all of this was about Toby, talking about this santa claus rally not occurring toby i'm going to go to you first what the hell happened here are you well, winning the bet or is jeff winning the bet because all well, i know is that i'm off, in it for the states to jeff's defense he says that me like every other human being on the world doesn't understand what he means by santa claus rally so i defer to the gentleman with the bad voice to explain what the f is the uh, santa claus rally right. because in every- my mind we do what this I on was that the, the markets would be lower from the point you were saying we we're going to have a rally because the caca, that's a scientific term, was starting to hit the, uh, <laughs> oh, it's hit, hit the fan. It's hit the fan, man. When we spoke and we did our, we had our bet, which yes. I think is a lot of fun and everything, it was right at those October lows. NASDAQ did dip below there. The other three main indices, Dow, Russell, S&P have not, which is why. Uh, how much is it? A half percent or two percent or what? Uh, the Dow more so than, than the others, but um, yeah, enough. I mean, we, we did have some selling off. Agreed that. So the Q4 rally, the wind was was taken out of it. Santa Claus rally, just like the saying that Todd just said: "As January goes, so go the year." What so goes the year? Invented by my father, Yale Hirsch. In Mazel tov to him, by the way. Yeah, lost him ooh, a little over a year ago now at 98. Yeah. You guys know that. But yeah, unbelievable. So Yale came up with that phrase, if Santa Claus should fail to call, bears may come to Broad and Wall. And everyone, Love including it. some people here, think that the Santa Claus rally is any fourth quarter rally or anything in December when it's not. Okay. It is the last five trading days of the year and the first two trading days of the new year. So you got one day left. Right now, it's in the red. And it's not the fact that it's a rally. It's supposed to be a trading situation, a strategy. It is an indicator. Oh. And right now, the indicator is looking not so great, which, you know, we call it like we see it. I'm I'm definitely more bullish than you for this year. I think the beginning is going to be choppy. But if you don't get Santa Claus rally, that seven-day trade, yeah. you get years where the market's lower at some point and even a bear market. I'm yeah. not under, of the belief that we're going to get another more bear market here because we had a typical one in the midterm year. We've got some things turning, but I still think we've got some trouble here. Then there's the January barometer, which you quoted, as January goes, so goes the year. We've combined that, which Yelp, Yelp invented both of those in 72 and a 73 almanac. There's a picture that I put out there on my on my blog and, and elsewhere. Combined with the first five days early warning indicator, which you've heard about also, gives us our January indicator trifecta. When all three are up, hallelujah, happy days are here again, up like 90% of the time, 28 to 31, 17%, 17.5% average gain. When any of them are down, it starts to get worse. Yeah. That's that's tough. That's well, we, tough because if you go back to 1952, guys, when, 1950, when you look at, at the markets, when they drop more than 1% in one year, the very next year on average, markets are up 15%. So you would think that, that going forward this year, we should have a nice year. However, like you said, it's so far, it's not looking so hot. But Jeff, what's the other one that always gets me is if you go back 3,000 years, the stock market... Is, rarely has two down years. <laughs> we I mean, don't go back 3,000 years. 
Yeah, yeah. We, we you're right. You're right, right though. We think but the world. Get, if you go back a lot, there's there's not a whole lot of down down two years. Nineteen twenty nine. Only to only four times has the market had had consecutive years down since nineteen twenty nine. Think about that for a second. All right. So here's that's my, insane. Yeah. Here's my thesis. I, I'm right. Look at I'm that. You can, there it is. You can see the book. Yeah, I see that. I see right that book. The blur on his Zoom, so nobody can say a freaking thing here. See I want an autograph thing. session when we're at Del Frisco's. That's all I know. Exactly. You got <laughs> that for sure. My thesis, my thesis. Uh, I'm more of a macro guy uh, than I think that both used used bums are. Use used bums. Is <laughs> that Jersey? You say use use bums. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, I don't know. But, uh, you know, I'm a Chetel from California. It's hard for me to do those voices. Um, but the, uh, I don't think there's anything historically congruent to the last 24 to 26 months. We've, we've, we've had energy crises, but, and, you know, we've had invasions of, of uh, Egypt and Israel, et cetera, and back in the 70s. But those were short, and then they got resolved. And then, you know, we, and then we had a deflation, and then we had a recession, and so on and so forth. But the pandemic and the energy we've never had before. And the supply and, chain stuff. Right, but also True. remember that remember that what we really never had before was the Federal Reserve that took their $800 billion uh, balance sheet in 2008 and turned it into $9.1 trillion. We've never had that before. So if you combine all that, and you just think about ties, I've been up in Santa Cruz, all I've been watching is the rain come down and the tide go out, and is that the tide... We've changed everything almost in the dynamics here. And by draining the, you know, $1 trillion a year out of the bond system, nobody knows, nobody's done that before. So nobody knows what's going to happen there. At the same time, you know, the Fed can't have it both ways. If you look at all the, the data that's the most forward looking, not the shit in the back, but the actual leading indicators, it is impossible to forecast a recession. And yet the Fed needs a recession to get those rates down. You have to get to the point that you actually lose jobs and, and you know, quell demand because service wages are up 5.5%. Unemployment is still two, one, you know, two people for one job. You know, we have, you know, uh, we have- yeah. which is, which, which you know, is an issue because if where is a recession, are we even going to know that we're in a recession? Wife and I went to, to the store over the weekend with the BJs and ShopRite, you know, stocking up for the house. We got a couple right. of boys, man, it's amazing. It's like, you know, I could have sworn it was like two bags of pretzels for five bucks recently. Now it's one bag for five bucks. I mean, just as yeah. an example, like we were looking yeah. at, you know, but that's incredible. Um, my point here is that, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of headwinds and I have my reasons for being bullish. A lot of it's cyclical for your cycle seasonal coming off the year of a bear market, et cetera. I realize those headwinds in there. And the thing that is concerning, which can bring our worst case scenario into play, especially if we get a down January trifecta, Inflation may have peaked. It may be slowly going down. But when you look at it from a Main Street point of view, the impact is just really beginning to hit and, and it's mounting. I mean, the things that, you know, the inflation that you know was in the CPI uh, uh, months ago, year ago, whatever, hasn't really hit the pocketbook and, you know, the, the checkout at the supermarket um, until the last couple of months. And it continues to mount and it continues yeah. to to build so that that is a concern but again you know bear market midterm year pre-election year i think the fed's about to pause with another lower cut or two um, when when this q1 dead wrong dead wrong we'll find out wrong. we'll find out well I mean, now why do you say that toby why, why do you say wrong. dead wrong 
you, you have disinflation in products. Absolutely. Because the supply chains, et cetera, you know, are, are starting to get fixed. But, and a big but here, there's this canard, this, you know, big lie out there. And I hear all the time from a lot of Wall Street economists will say, you know, uh, balance sheets uh, on, in real America are, are really, really in great shape. And that's completely mean, utter horseshit. Individual they're, they're, home, home balancing, right? Yeah, home balancing, right. House. But you, you have to divide that by household by income. H household balance sheets for the top 20% are as in cash and as liquid as they've ever been. No question about that. Unfortunately for the economy, the bottom 80 percent remember the top 10% of people, uh, households in the United States own 90% of the wealth. So any of the negative wealth effect is, is already affecting uh, rich people who basically say, okay, honey, we're only going to San Tropez twice this year. We can't go the third time because it'll be too expensive. But for the bottom 80% of households, they, we have the world record in credit card up in the last you know, 35 days. Recently, yeah. Yeah. And, and those are extremely high rates now. So they don't have the cash balances. They don't have the cash wherewithal. And although, you know, they're 80% of the, of the households, but really at the bottom, you know, 65, 70% are already stretched as far <clears> as they can go. And, that, and you're seeing that in the way that sales just dove in, in, in December. But on top of that, the Fed has to keep raising rates. They can't have it both ways. They can't change the goalposts and say, oh, by the way, remember it was 2% was our goal, or really it's 3.5%. I think they'll keep them high. I don't think they're going to pivot. No, I think, they're not. I think they'll pause. They'll probably do another half and then a quarter, and then yeah. stop. So that gets you to March. Actually, right. it gets you to April. Um, no, March, I think. Okay, right. So then the market's going to pre-anticipate this, that they're going to stop in April? Um, I'm not sure if where you're going with that. Well, in other words, the again, I'm just taking the standard Wall Street aphorism. Yes, I mean that Wall Street. I, you know, I think that trick keeps this choppy cuts. for they the get, first it quarter. It the top, and then they, you know, charge into a bull market. And my point is, I don't is know that, about charge here. You know, we've got a lot yeah. of issues. There's also Ukraine, which is yeah. dragging on the world. I don't. You know what? On February 24th, when I. I I actually was in the air when it happened, going to Vegas Money Show, and 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 landed and kind of woke up from my you know flight nap and was like, holy shit, we're they're at war. And then we did our newsletter that day. I, I, I mean, my my headline you know included Cold War 2.0. I still think, yes. or right. whatever it is, I don't think we're going World War Three. Not that that's not a yeah. kind of friends and other people that are concerned about that, but this thing drags on because partially the military industrial complex needs to, to recycle its its equipment, um, which is a, mm -hmm. a, a cynical comment. Uh, but yeah. it's but awesome. you're right. But but I but 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 Jeff, all of the pre conditions. I'm just reading here because you know I get to. Um, it's not live. But all these predictions of recession in 2023. If you look at the monetary, you look at the credit, you look at wealth, you look at labor tightness, et cetera, et cetera. None of that says recession. It says that they have to raise highs again using just the macro premise I mean, is that you don't jobs. knock inflation out of out of you know down to two percent until you get real interest rates, in other words, less inflation, higher than these these rates. And that means you are at five and a five and a half percent. People think, waiting for the pivot is they they're not going maybe they stop in March. Maybe they stop in, in no pivot. In no pivot as far as I can see. Yeah, there's no pivot. We agree on that. Okay. All right. Well I mean so, so then, but they'll be done this, with the tightening process, and they're right. going to take an effect. All right, but here's the next whammy. The next whammy is this Q4 earnings, EPS, and and you know 
PEs right. now have to go through the compression cycle. I mean, I've There's... done this five times since you know 1980 when I started. And when you get a, a, a compression cycle on earnings per share on the fourth quarter numbers, and then you get guidance for the Q1, now PEs come down, EPS comes down. So if you get both going down, you have to have a lower market just by math. From the research I've seen from our friend Sam Stovall at CFRA and his team, they're and they're they're pretty accurate. I mean, they, they do yeah. some yeah, no. work. They, yeah. They're 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 looking for the um, earnings recession or decline, to right? Bottom in Q two. Yeah, I saw that too. Which you usually happens, you know. The market usually bottoms, you know, several months or at least six months ahead of that. So yeah. And the other well, thing that's got me a little bit co- more comfortable with bullish outlook for the year is the the street is just littered with bears. You yeah. know, it's a crowded trade. Present for a good included. reason. I just closed my Tesla short today. I'm buying a new freaking house. I mean, another thirteen percent, ladies and gentlemen. That's crazy. Twenty-one billion dollars of short. Yeah, I've never it's seen anything like it. If you liked it at four hundred, you'll love it at one hundred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know, we've gone through the bear market process. You first shoot the stupid, you know, stuff. But we had anti-financial gravity for twelve years. In other words, earnings didn't matter. Nothing mattered. Opinion didn't matter. You know, it just mattered if you owned a stonk or not. And so the stonks got out and shot. 90% of the SPACs have gone broke or, you know, they've redeemed their cash, which is, you know, hilarious. Um, so bit by bit, we're doing the, the chopping the wood you need to, to do to get to a point where we haven't had a high VIX at all. And, and there's some pretty strong reasons why we don't have a high yeah, VIX. Yeah, there's, there's some, there's some uh, you know, functional stuff there with the VIX. I've been talking about that with, with all of the other options there. They're not calculating it the same way anymore. Right. Um, same thing with put call. And yep. um, it's it's uh, it's not what it used to be. Well, George, Mc- yeah. uh, I mean, Charlie McKillicott at Normura, who follows the derivatives. He's a, he's a guy that I follow. He's been dan- he's been dead right for the last three, four years. Yeah. He said that's the whole thing. They can short they can short futures. They don't have to use options. You get much more leverage on the futures. Yeah. And since everybody, you know, is basically a bearish like me and a lot of cash, et cetera, you don't need to. Uh, hedge as much you know the the, the fund that i run and, and our managed accounts we're still 75 percent in cash so i don't need and i only need to hedge if i'm going to do it 25 percent of that right. and and the biggest hedge funds are you know similarly structured unless they're losing their ass so yeah the vix another change the vix really doesn't tell the story about you know ultimate fear i'm looking at cash numbers i'm totally agree with you at some point in time mm-hmm. when uh, the, I want to see some of the, the net cash go down. We've had a record amount of money go into the spies, just re- recorded by B of A, the, the, the S&P 500. Mm-hmm. We had freaking Kathy Woods is getting net positive cash this last week. I mean, I right. love it. If you're 25 years old, mazel tov to you. In 30 yeah. years, you know, you'll do well on that stuff. But so we need to get, I, to me, I'm looking for the capitulation to just be the people are, you know, go to their 401k person says, can't take the pain any longer. Right. Put me in cash. And and then what we're doing is we got a whole list of high yield uh, secured debt, high yield secured preferred business development companies, mortgage rates, et cetera, that when we get to that five and a half percent, and everybody thinks it's five and a half percent because that's what the Fed is saying. But I'll be interested to see if inflation, you know, doesn't come down because all the sticky stuff is stuck. Uh, all the, 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 you know, the shelter costs 
don't even start to run off till next September or this September, I should say. Yeah, we've got because a few data points to, to to register and watch over the next few months. Next, we month. have that and that, and we also have earnings uh, this month. That would be we'll be in the Q4 earnings, and then the Fed is meeting January 31st and February 1st. So a lot to digest, obviously, over the next four weeks. But listen, gentlemen, let's leave it there on this block because coming up next, we want to talk about sectors and investments that we probably should stay away from next year or this year. I'm sorry, in 2023. Uh, I know, know, right? Particularly with all the headwinds that that you already uh, brought up. So we will talk about that and perhaps some other opportunities that maybe investors should focus on. So please stay with us. Buy, hold, sell live, brought to you by Transformity Research. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to Buy, Hold, Sell. I am Todd Schoenberg, joined with COVID Smith, and we have Jeffrey Hirsch from the Stock Traders Almanac, who is joining us as well. We just got finished talking about today's market action and what investors should be focused on or maybe anticipating over the next few weeks as we have quarterly earnings coming out, guys, along with the Fed meeting at the end of the month. But one thing that we really should be talking about, because so many talking heads love to discuss what investors should be investing in. Let's talk about areas that you should stay away. One area that I would like to know from both of you is has energy topped out? Because today, energy with the sector was down 4%, was the worst performing sector to start the year. Very unusual behavior for that sector, considering uh, what we've seen in the run-ups over the last 18 months. But what do you guys think? Is that an area investors should stay away from? Can I go first, Dad? (laughs) Absolutely. Go ahead, son. (laughs) Well, because I... Because we've cut our energy exposure about 50% in the last two months. Simply, again, because of the technicals, the futures market drives these prices. And the futures, they they don't care whether it's oil or pig iron. It's just they they trade on the technicals. You have these, you know, commodity trading advisors, CTAs that run these huge macro funds that are all just pure rhythm. So I think the bet now is is that uh, nobody can figure out how many dark tankers there are out there from Russia going all over the place. Nobody can figure out what all in India. Yeah, in natural gas, the reason why we cut natural gas is we had this like freaking cyclone a, a week and a half ago, and gas price, natural gas utilization shot through the roof. But then it stopped right at the 200-day moving average and just reversed. And so again, if you're trading these commodities, it just said sell. Don't you know? Don't be in it. And now we have, we're going to have natural gas down to like you know four per MCF. So in the short term, no, I don't. I, I don't think it's on. We've we've cut most of our stuff. We still own our LPG and our LNG because the L you know liquefied propane gas and liquefied natural gas. As these prices come down, they're still shipping it over to China and Europe and other places where they can double their money just by you know floating a boat over there. But and even in in Europe. 
uh, Europe got so much LNG, they had 56 tankers off the coast. Now they're down to like 40 to let off their LNG. They actually have too much because guess what? It's going to be, it's a warm winter now and it's, it's supposed to be a warm spring. So you got to be a weatherman if you're trading this stuff. And so, yes, we are. Speaking we are of out. weather, yeah, there is a seasonal aspect to the energy commodity trading and their. Well, play, please tell, Dr. Hirsch, pray tell. <laughs> um, there's a tendency for both crude and nat gas to sort of put in low points here in the December to February period. Um, XLE, you know, the stocks, the big stocks is a trade that, that we like here in December, making some lows here. We put it out a couple of weeks ago. It's a little bit lower than we um, put it out at, but um, I think it still looks at least for a, a nice seasonal swing trade into, you know, late spring, early summer, there's still a, a good potential for a up move there. But uh, would you double, would you double down now? In other words, if you're down 10% on that XLE? I almost you... bought some, what a today, XLE. Yeah. Except I, you know, I had this call and stuff. Hopefully, hopefully it'll be done. <laughs> it costing you millions of dollars. Hopefully we'll have a little uh, more weakness tomorrow and I'll be able to get into it. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because right now, also, if you really look at the barometer right now, you would suggest that, yes, we would have more selling pressure, particularly in the tech sector. Here we had Apple that was down uh, over 4%. You mentioned Tesla earlier about it, about their, them being down 13%. So you have to think that because the NASDAQ was hit so hard last year, going forward, at least for the first few weeks right now, there's no reason to suggest that the selling pressure isn't going to stick. Well, that's an area sem- I would stay away from right yeah, now. Look at tech. Semiconductor. Big tech. Yeah. Big I mean, tech. You know, if you're dependent on advertising dollars, well, Google, no. You know, if you look at Facebook, no. I mean, it's, right. Facebook's quote unquote cheap, but relative to what? Wait, um, okay. Facebook, wh- wh- what's this metaverse thing? Do you, you guys yeah. have- Oh. I mean, you know what's really no. cool, Jeff, is we can talk to people with uh, goggles on. And it stops right at our chest, so they don't see our gut or anything. And and that's the you know, I think it's, a, it's happiness for fat people, you know, who don't want to actually you know be seen. There was there was a bit of a story out there about the goggles. Did you see the Microsoft goggle story when when they sent them to the military for testing? Yeah. No. Did we talk what about happened? that before? Maybe we did. No, no, we didn't. We're talking about some of the most fit top people, this was to their like special forces people in the country, in the, you know, the top armed forces people were testing this thing. They yeah. all got nauseous and dizzy and, and like, yeah. it, it was not, they couldn't do it. So how are we going to hang out in this goggle? I mean, yeah. I talked to my kids about it. One of them was like, yeah, it was kind of fun, but there's no game. Once he played all the games, it was like, that's it. It's over. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't get the metaverse at all. And then I well, want to ask, you know, in essence, when you look at the, um, the results of the, you know, they, they do a lot of testing. And the only thing that the kids like, and it's male 70% to female 30%, are the shoot 'em up games um, or, you know, where you can play tennis. And, you know, it, it's, it's fun to play tennis against somebody, but but it's it's like for a workout, okay, it, it adds something to it. And you can run and, you know, we, we have the Facebook uh, goggles here and we've been testing them out for a while. But are they- Apple's coming out with a serious one. It's being teased already as the iPhone killer. I love that because now I'm going to want to hold this. And instead of being on zoom with you mugs, I'm just going to see you through my glasses and my voice is going to go through. I can, you know, 
And plus, I can make a background, you know, where there's a sunny beach and pretty girls behind me. So I, the, I, the, meta, I, the metaverse, though, it's all it's all cartoons, right? I mean, that's, that's how cartoon. I understand it. So I, I know, the, but I, I like the, the talk of women. Being. I don't need a cartoon. Or just, or, or people. Yeah, people. Why do we need more of this? Ver- what, what about real reality? <laughs> go to a bar with, with reality? giant goggles on my head. I mean, <laughs> you'll look like a, a freak show. I mean, I can't even no. imagine. No, right, how are you supposed to drive with it? I also equate <laughs> this meta thing with crypto. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Really now, I don't want to like get that. into the, the shade and fruit, you know, vibe. and Schadenfreude, come on. Schadenfreude, sorry. Thank you for... For the pronunciation. Todd, Todd's German, for God's sake. You can't mess that word up. <laughs> the name is the name is Hirsch as well, but uh, yeah, Hirsch. Different, different kind go. of more Yiddish than German, but um, right. I just can't believe how much everyone got sucked into this crypto thing, and how much there are still these people that are holding on. They're talking about the the happening. Did you hear about the happening? Yeah, of course. I, I read about it the other day. What I mean, it just sounds like. The, you know, some strange made up religion parable thing that I, I, I just. Well, I, I would say this. I, I spoke at the Bitcoin conference down in Miami like two years ago. And I, I had grown up in Southern California where there's a few cults. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah. it was so similar to a cult. It was it was beyond belief. Uh, the kid who invited me, his name is Brock Pierce. He was the mighty duck. A goalkeeper in the movie and i was uh, i was in a documentary movie that uh, he i guess helped finance or something and he comes out to me all like four foot eleven and he says toby you gotta understand <laughs> that, that a from a libertarian standpoint this is finally our way to get out of the horribleness you know fiat currencies which aren't supported by gold and so on and so forth i said okay it's libertarian what's the use case the use case is not to own dollars and own the fiat account. what's the use case uh it costs so much energy to produce it and mine it, et cetera, et cetera, that it has no. And, and how and is it not just it, as fiat as any other currency? Right. It's just as fiat, exactly. So I it's saying, unregulated and full of, of thieves. Yeah, right. Now, now that we should na- change the name of the show to Three Old Men, um, the, uh, <laughs> you know, in a speculative fervor, the, Brock, Brock didn't grow up during the dot com, you know, craziness. Man, that was my first real craziness I'd ever been through. And, you know, when Barbara Streisand was giving stock tips on the Today Show, I knew perhaps maybe that, you know, things had gotten a little jiggy. Or the fact that you would run home and go on your Yahoo portfolio and see, <clears throat> oh, shit, I had a lousy day. I only made 150 grand a day, right? Because Yahoo went up yeah. 40% and Amazon and yada, yada. Right. So when you live in it, there's stages, there's cycles because, you know, as your dad, Yale and Jeff, know, human behavior doesn't change. The brain is still wired the same way. And, you know, you get the top like we did on uh, March 3rd when MicroStrategy came out in 2000 mm-hmm. and, and said, oh, by the way, our earnings were sort of messed up. We, 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 Wait, we MicroStrategy? Didn't he go crypto? Michael well, Saylor. Well, he did too later on. I mean, but, but Mike Saylor. Same guy, right? Yeah, I used to do business yeah. with him. He was not so in 2000, um, but he is he has religious fervor. And I just think the only way you can understand this is say that there was more money than ever before. It had to go somewhere. And if you yep. were young, I mean, I have an 18 year old uh, nephew who would call me every other day, like, you know, two years ago. Toby, you you quit. You keep shitting on this thing, and I said, "Dude, you're in a mania. Write it as long as you can, but put a sell stop about eight percent under, you know, where it is, because at some point in time, you run out of fucking new fools, and that's really what happened there. Then 
on top of everything else, the, all the temples come crashing down one after another. And yet at the core, you're always going to have my friends from Santa Monica, California, and my friend Guy Maznick, they ask him, he's a big time attorney, dude. Hey, Guy, could we just borrow like five grand to buy uh, this Bitcoin? It's like $8. Uh, and it's, this is call it 2013, 14. And Guy says, listen, I love you guys. We've been surfing together, so on and so forth. I don't want to be the guy to have to freaking come, you know, take your house away. Well, $125 million later for those three guys, Guy is crying in his beer. And yeah. I said, dude, you just, you, you know, you, you're too smart. You got to take it down to it's just more core basis there's x amount of these things and it trades in 96 countries 24 by 7 and the thing's going up and then my favorite thing was the thanksgiving in 2018 where the kids came home from college and they were showing their you know their account and the the dipshit cousin from dipshit nowhere shows up and he's got eight hundred thousand dollars of bitcoin and all the uncles and aunts of thanksgiving run out the next day and open they opened up 14 million accounts the day after thanksgiving and yeah. everybody put 10 grand in it and blah, blah, blah. And so we had the, you know, going up to 64,000 bucks. But that's how manias work. Yep. Um, and I, I don't think, you know, the, the well, total market going, it has to go back to the core. It has to go back to the core believers. And there are whales. Remember, there's 65 million wallets that have never been opened. And that's the core. So it'll find a bottom when those guys aren't selling. And there's new, uh, stupid, excuse me, smart people coming in to speculate and that was the other thing they thought this was an investment yeah. in nothing well it's not the total value on on all the cryptos actually just six months ago was three trillion dollars it's now one trillion dollars so you're you're looking at it is if it's not at the bottom it's probably pretty close to it but it's definitely not a long-term play plus how are you supposed to use this thing i mean when yeah. we go to del frisco's and we'll talk about that in a second here mm -hmm. but when we go there cross-check media can't go and actually pay for that bill with crypto they'll laugh at us and have us wash the dishes in the back so you have to you know there's no way of of going through the commerce platform right now i know some are trying to accept it and maybe they do but it's still not a um a universal uh, well, I'll give way you, of doing I'll give business. You a use case i'll give you a use case i'm okay. an investor in an outsourcing it company they have uh, it guys in ukraine and in mendoza argentina which by the way has 25 stem colleges uh and these kids are fantastic they um we pay them 18 to 20 dollars an hour but the way we pay them is we use a stable coin worth a dollar backed by a dollar so there's no you know there's actual assets we send that to the general manager down there he goes and takes that and then gets you know ten thousand dollars worth of cash and yeah. he pays the guys in cash now those guys when they pay their rent they could either pay let's say argentinian fifteen hundred dollars a month in pesos which are basically worth nothing or they can pay their landlord eight hundred dollars in cash and the landlord is way ahead of the game because now he pays cash for the maids and everything else. That's a use case. Um, yeah. There's really no money. There's no spread. It's very it's small. But that's a use case. And Bitcoin was promising that, but there's no way you could do that because it's not backed by anything. I'll shut yeah. up. Yeah. All right. No worries. No worries. Well, obviously, it was a timely topic because Sam Bankman-Fried did plead not guilty to all charges uh, today. But, of course, when he was on, on the airplane, as I understand it, he didn't realize what uh, what the others were actually saying about him? They basically gave him up and threw him under the bus. So, uh, but I'm sure I more of that will be following that multiple weeks ago. Todd. You did, you did, you it did on this show too. Yeah, idea, right? but they were yeah, no doubt. So, so, so we'll close it out on this. So, regarding the Santa Claus bet, because there seemed to be some misunderstanding. I think we're going to call it a draw. We are still going to get together on this though, and we're going to have a show from Good. Del Frisco's 
in Midtown Manhattan that hopefully will be taking place in the next few weeks. We'll work with scheduling and we'll have something great. great for all the listeners. So it's going to be fabulous. And all I know right. I can't wait. Definitely make, can't wait to get back Jeff's to Midtown. Voice is fully functional because it's loud. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> really workouts helping, I think. The clapping <laughs> of the plates. We definitely are going to need him there. So and uh, be as loud honey as and tea. So that would be wonderful. Yeah, honey and tea. A little honey and tea. You got it. I've been doing it for sure. It works. Yeah, it does. From, I, in Texas, we'd say bourbon and tea or bourbon and, and uh, honey, honey and bourbon. So don't say bourbon, man. I'm on, I'm on dry January. I'm already shaking. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of long investors right now are shaking as well. So hopefully this Ooh, uh, this show segue. will help them out a little nice, bit there. Nice segue. There you go. So listen, so guys, thanks a lot for joining us today on Buy, Hold, Sell. On behalf of Jeffrey Hirsch of the Stock Traders Almanac and Tobin Smith of Transformity Research, we'll see you next time. Take care. Cheers. Later, boys. Buy, hold, sell, brought to you by Crosscheck Management. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.